uh, the book of Proverbs, and uh, so far we are chapter 22. Still get a ways to go. But I believe God has given us a whole lot of food for thought, a whole lot of stuff that we can chew on, but He uh, gives us something else that we need to think about as we continue uh, in chapter 22. Uh, we stopped at verse 20 last time. So let's pick up at verse 21. If we can have someone read verse 21, please. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 21. Teaching you true and reliable words so that you can give sound answers to him who sent you. Okay, and so remember now, uh, what Solomon does when he gets into these verses, he is giving uh, some Proverbs uh, from other wise men, not necessarily himself. Remember from verses 17 of chapter 2 all the way to verse 34 of chapter 24, uh, we have some proverbs of other wise men, not necessarily Solomon. So Solomon collected these wise sayings and he's now uh, sharing them. And so the writer here in verse 21 intended for these words to be able to teach those who send others to him. Remember when Solomon uh, was young and God blessed him with wisdom, a lot of people came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Uh, we hear one in particular individual, the Queen of Sheba. A lot of other people came. That was only one person that was mentioned. But a lot of other people came and then there were others who were sent by others to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And so this verse, verse 21 alludes to that. Uh, it is intended for those, for the words of truth, uh, to be able to be taught to those who send others to him for counsel, as well as those who send others to him for training. And so a lot of people were coming. Solomon was a busy man uh, because of the wisdom that God had endowed him with. And a lot of people were coming to him. And so that's what this verse is alluding to. And uh, so in, uh, in chapter 17 or verse 20, remember he says, I have 30 sayings for you. You go back to verse 20. He says, I have 30 sayings to you filled with advice and knowledge. Now, when you get to verse 22 of, chapter, of Proverbs, you would think that, boy, God, he's given us a whole lot already. All right? Now he comes in chapter 20. He says, I got 30 things I want to mention to you. He says, whoa, what more can he, add, can he add to what he's already said? But he says, there are 30 things. And so we want to look at what these 30 sayings are. And that's what he's going to get into uh, after verse 21, because it begins at verse 22. And these sayings can be divided into groups of 30 verses. In other words, you can have, this can be compiled into 30 groups of verses. Some are two verses, some are three verses, some are just one verse. But they all come, they all, uh, come out up to 30 sayings. So what are these 30 sayings that he's talking about? Well, they begin in verse 22. Uh, through 20, 22 and verse 23. We have someone read those two verses, please. Okay, he says, don't rob the poor because you have the opportunity to do so. And there are people who are doing that today. You know, they see an opportunity to rip off the poor, and they do it. Uh, he says, don't, don't exploit the needy in court. And he's talking to, to, to judges, lawyers, and justices, those persons who have a tendency to take advantage of people in court. And so because they are vulnerable, the poor should never be taken advantage of by anyone. No one. 
And yet it continues to happen over and over and over again. We hear about it, we see it ourselves. And then he says, neither should they be targets of injustice in courts. You know, because a person can't afford a lawyer, they get a public defender, and the public defenders really don't check because they're just doing it because they have to. Alright, so they're not really going to defend that person as if they've been paid for it uh, by a, you know, uh, they're getting big bucks for it, even though they're being paid for it. Uh, they probably wouldn't get as much if they were not doing it as a public defender. And so he says, don't take advantage. Neither should they target, they should, neither should the poor or the less fortunate be targets of injustice in the courts. And that happens today. God will punish the rich tyrant who take advantage of the poor. And he will also punish the unfair judge. Because what a lot of people don't realize that God is always pleading the case of the poor. Always. There's never an occasion when God is not pleading the case of the poor. Now the, the rich people and the people who take advantage of them may appear to be able to get away with some things. But God is always pleading their case. And then God's justice will always prevail. And then verse 24 and 25 is, is, is the second of the 30 group of verses. So I'm going to read 24 and 25. Make no friendship with an angry man, and not curious man thou shalt not love, lest you turn, learn his ways, and get a snare. Okay, so what does he say here? Don't, don't hang out with angry people. Okay, don't get around. Don't 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 have any involvement with what do we call short of patient. We call them short of patient. Hot tempered people, people whose temper so hot, if you get too close to them, they'll burn you. Okay, so you say stay away from these people. Are they, they, they they're nothing but bad business. They 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 corrupt good company. Is what he's saying, and uh, it usually results in a person becoming. Like the company they keeps. What do you say? Birds of a feather flock together? You, you hang around with a person with a particular character for a certain period of time, and pretty soon you'll find out that you're acting and behaving and doing some of the things, same things that that person is doing or saying. And this can only be a, this can actually be a trap because in a minute of passion, a person can ruin their reputation and, and even ruin, the, ruin their own life. Okay, uh, we've heard of individuals, I know a fellow whose son uh, was a real nice fellow, well-mannered, wasn't involved in no trouble or no problems or nothing. But one day he's playing dominoes with a group of fellows and someone came with there shooting and guess who got killed? Him. Him. He was the only one who got killed in the shoot. And he and, 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 and it was a well-upstanding young man. You could say you could find nothing bad about this young man, good character and everything. But what happened? He was in the wrong place. He, hung out, he was hanging out with the wrong kind of people. I remind you what Dot Pendle used to tell me. If you had not where the crow has been found, you'd be home safe and sound. That's right. All, all the time. That's right. And that's what he's talking about here in the second saying of the 30. He says, watch out for the kind of people you hang out with. The kind of... You, it don't necessarily have to be the company, you know. Just the people that you uh, find yourself in association with. You may be a guest. You may be going along with somebody to, to somewhere. Well, be careful of that too. Be careful of the kind of people that you hang out with. You know, I remember one time, that I was, when I was small, living in one area, 
the, the, uh, the immigration came and made a roundup, and they carry everybody. Guys were in the backyard playing dominoes, and they grabbed everybody and carried them. And when they were, they were taking him out of the bus and putting him, pulling him into the station, and he grabbed this fellow by his arm and, and tried to yank him. He said, now hold on now, I'm a Bahamian. <laughs> all right? And they thought all of them were Haitians. Or they thought all of them were foreigners. They didn't let him go. But that's what happens. My dad used to always say, you can't soar with um, eagles with eagles. Like, you can't soar with eagles if you're used to this. Mm. So basically, you know what I mean? You can't soar if you're not a baby. Mm. Yeah, I heard it saying similar to that. Yeah, so that's what he's saying here. Don't befriend or get involved or hang around with angry people. Watch out who you hang around with. So that's the second saying of the 30. What's the third one? Someone read verses 26, 27 is the third one. Do not thou one of them that strike hands more of them that are surely dead. If thou hast nothing to say, nor take away thy death from unto thee. Okay, we've seen this one before. Remember, he's, he's, he continuously repeats this one, uh, talking about uh, guaranteeing or standing loans for other people. We've looked at one, this one several times, but he mentions this again. He includes this in one of the 30 sayings. Now, we don't know if it's, if it's uh, one of his own. More than likely, it was a saying of one of the other wise men. But he includes it because it sort of backs up what he has already said himself over and over again or repeatedly. And so this is one of the 30 sayings. Because it is unwise, never guarantee. Don't just do it sometimes. Or you feel sorry for this person. They need a little hand. I'll go to the bank and stand for them. I think that's what you said. Yeah, don't do that. Okay? It would be better for you to lend them the money or give it to them than to go to the bank and stand alone and then you can't, they can't pay it and then the bank come and grab all your stuff. And so because it's unwise, never agree to guarantee another person's debt. If you're unable to afford uh, to pay it when the time comes and you can't make the full payment, uh, on, a, on, on, on what they have defaulted, then uh, you risk having your own possessions taken. And that possession can include your own money. You know, as we mentioned before, people have their bank accounts and they put the time the person in the bank came and take the money out of their account. But or, Exactly. You know, they don't care. So as long as they know they got somebody who stands for them, they can, they can do whatever they feel like, not pay, because they know it's going to be paid anyway. Yeah. The bank is not going to run them down. The bank is just going to take it out of the other person's account who stood for them, or harass the other person. And so he says, you know, avoid this. Don't expose yourself to this kind of embarrassment and disgrace, because that's what it comes down to. Okay? You are a good, upstanding person who pay all your bills on time, and all of a sudden, the bank come harassing you and, and taking your car and taking your house and taking all the stuff you got. And uh, you've always paid your bills on time. And uh, it's an embarrassment and it's a disgrace to you. The other person got to be scot-free. Exactly. Again, it goes back to the kind of people that you call friends or that you hang out with. Okay, then there's the number four of the 30. Verse 28, just one verse. Okay. Okay, just verse twenty eight. 
Uh, what does he say in verse 28? Don't do what? Uh, what is verse 20, 28 telling us? Try to take a piece of land not Exactly. Don't try stealing somebody else's land. Uh, a series of stones were used as ancient landmarks uh, during the Bible times. And uh, they indicated the boundaries of a person's property. Okay, They didn't have like, surveyors who came and, and surveyed and marked, but they had a way of doing it. And they, they, had, they had these stones that marked the boundary of people. And everybody knew what these stones meant. They meant this is a boundary for somebody else's property. Like stakes, right. And so under the cover of darkness, go ahead. Okay, so there's another supporting verse. And he probably had that particular voice in mind uh, when he, when he uh, mentions this. Uh, so under the cover of darkness, the person sneaks around in your property and they move the boundary marker. Okay, you know, people always do a lot of things under the cover of darkness. Uh, the police say between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning is when most of the crimes take place. That's when the burglars go out uh, between those, those hours. Uh, 2310 says the same thing. Exactly. All right, so they, there again, we get other reminders. You know, under the cover of darkness, people go out and they relocate the, the stones so that their property can be enlarged and so they can have more farmland for their animals to graze on and so on and so forth. And all to the expense of their neighbor because their neighbor is losing property. And if the property value is high, then any kind of property that, that you, you lose, you lose in money. It's, the, it's at the neighbor's expense. And then from a spiritual perspective, according to Jude 3, the ancient landmarks would be the faith which was once delivered to the saints. And these are the basic doctrines of Christianity which should never be tampered with in any way, shape, or form. So we get another reference here, or another reference to what these ancient boundaries are. Not, not necessarily landmarks of property, but also uh, foundational doctrines of the faith. And there are people who are tampering with those today. They're going around and they're changing what the scripture says, and a lot of people are believing it and falling astray as a result of it. And so that's a spiritual perspective on these landmarks. That's number four. Number five of the 30 saints is uh, verse 29. Seest thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before men. Okay, so people who, who do extremely well, he's talking about hard workers here. People who don't slounge around, people who uh, take their work seriously and do their jobs. People who do extremely well in their work will always be promoted to positions of honor. Okay, you work hard and you get paid for it. Uh, you get the honors and all the trappings that come along with it. Such persons will not serve unknown people, but they will serve prominent people, is what he is saying. Uh, we are reminded that the cream always rises to the surface. And we see this Example in the life of uh, some of the great men of God whom God used. Joseph is one of them. Remember Joseph? He did his job extremely well. Even when uh, uh, part of his wife tried to mess him up, he did a good job. And the reason why he got the job is because of how diligent he was. 
and doing what he did. And then there was Moses, who also did a good job, and, and Daniel, and Nehemiah. And there are many, many other examples we have in Scripture. Uh, hmm? Job. And Job. Right. Okay, so that's number five. Do your work well, and uh, you will be rewarded for it. Uh, you will be able to serve among serve prominent people. And then number six of the 30 is uh, verses 1, 2, and 3 of chapter 23. If we have someone read those three verses, please. Proverbs chapter 23, verses 1 to 3. Proverbs 23. Where are you getting there? <laughs> I, I, well, I was looking right below. Okay. 23. It is Proverbs 23, 1 to 3. Okay. <laughs> okay, what translation is that? I don't know what to say. You're saying it's a King James. Oh, that is, yeah, it sounds like a King James. So what is the warning we have here? In these verses. What are we being told to do here or not to do? Exactly. Don't be a gluttonous. Don't be greedy. Here we have a clear warning about greediness. Okay? When dining with prominent persons, we should think about who is before us. We should think about what or who is before us. And the phrase, put a knife to your throat, simply means exercise self-control. That's basically what it means. Exercise self-control in eating and drinking. You see, some people, when they see a lot of food before them, they just go crazy. They lose it. They lose it. And they just want, they want everything. You know, uh, there was a song somebody wrote about that, that this fellow who went somewhere and, and was eating everything in sight and ended up in the grave or something like that. He eats up to death. Uh, th there's also an implication in verse 3 that... Uh, People could be whining and dining us in order to influence us in some way. And people do that today. You know, you, someone take you out and they whine you and dine you and they give you all that stuff. And in the back of your mind, you wonder, I wonder what they want for this. I wonder what this is going to cost me. Okay? And so that's another implication there. That one could be being whined and dined because this person, uh, you have something that this person wants. Or this person has some kind of a favor that they want to ask you that only you one could give them. So another way is this caution here is to be careful of that. Uh, sometimes we don't think about it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. So while it may not be a case of generous hospitality, the motive could be to use us for a more clever purpose. Okay, so the person giving you all this stuff, they may not be doing it out of the generosity of their heart. 
they can have an ulterior motive, as we say. So be careful about those persons who want to wine you and dine you and do all this stuff for you, because uh, payday is coming. Payday is coming. When you finish eating all that stuff, and they tell you what you want, what they want from you, probably give you upset stomach. <laughs> okay, that's the sixth saying of the 30. Uh, avoid greediness. Uh, verse number 7 of the 30 is verses 4 and 5. Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Have wisdom to show restraint. Cast but a glance at riches and they are gone. For they surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Okay, and this is another good appropriate voice for the times that we are living in. The never-ending struggle to get rich. People are doing all sorts of things today. And some of the things that people are doing, you wouldn't imagine that people even think about doing such things today. Just to get rich. And, uh, and so it's a never-ending struggle. And uh, it's a type of wisdom that should be avoided. It's one kind of wisdom you don't want to have. You would try to avoid that. It involves spending your life chasing false values and trusting what really doesn't last. False values, trusting what doesn't last. People are doing that every single day. And so uh, he's saying to us here, wealth has a way of developing wings. And it can just fly right away. And you, all you, all you can't do anything but stand there and watch it fly away. You can't do anything to stop it. Fly away like an eagle. And so he says, watch out. Don't become overwhelmed with trying to get wealth. It'll wear you out. And then we have another one. Proverbs 23, verses 6 to 8. Verses 6 to 8. Eat thou not the bread of him that had an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty things. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, said he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. The parcels which thou hast eaten shall thou vomit up, and lose thy sweet words. Okay. What do we have here? Avoid being the guest of a person who has a wicked eye. In other words, a person who is a miser. A person who is always envious. Uh, because they're going to be envious of every single bite that you take, even though it's their food. They're going to be envious of every bite of food that you, you take. Exactly. Uh, what really counts is what a person is what such a person thinks. And uh, they think more than what they say. They're not gonna, there's a whole lot of things they're not going to say, but it doesn't mean that they're not thinking a whole lot of things that are not, not good, not positive. While insisting that you help yourself, and, yeah, go ahead, eat all you want. You know, have it all, take it all. You know, they're really envious of what you're eating. And uh, they, 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 they are counting every spoonful you take. Okay? And so he says, avoid such a person because 
what they were going to want in return is probably make you vomit after you've eaten all that they offered. And so he says, watch out for such a person. Avoid being a guest of that kind of a person. Now, you know, you would probably know the character of such a person. What that person is like. And so when they start offering all this stuff, you know, boy, it's got to be a catch to this. So he says, watch out for that kind of person. Avoid them. Avoid being the kind of guest of that person. Similar to the person he talked about earlier, when he talked about putting a knife to your throat. Okay, verse 9. Okay, now sometimes people beat up their gums trying to give foolish people advice. And this here's a voice to tell us, but don't waste your time. It's a waste of time to do that. It is not worth trying to teach a dim-witted fool anything. It's not worth it, is what he's saying. It will be a waste of time because all of your advice and wisdom will be met only with hatred. Matthew 7, 6 says the same thing, but it says, don't catch a pro Exactly. All right? And people do that all the time without even thinking about it. They think they're helping them. You're not helping them. Okay? In fact, in fact, while you're trying to give them good advice, all they're doing in their heart is building up hatred against you. That's all they're doing. And that's what he says here. They're hating you because what they're saying, what they're seeing is, boy, you think you're better than me? Is what, that's what they're saying. They're not thinking that you're giving them good advice to help them. They're saying, you think you're better than me. You're looking down on me. And all it does is create hatred. So he says, it's a waste of time. Don't give wisdom to a dim-witted fool. And then verse 10. Or verse 10, 11. Okay, here again he mentions this ancient landmark. Uh, in other words, don't dishonestly take another person's property by secretly moving the ancient boundary. So he repeats what he's already said. And obviously the reason for repeating it is because a lot of people were doing it. Okay, we only repeat something when, when it's an issue, right? Whenever it's an issue, people repeat the same thing over and over again. So people in those days were actually doing this. Uh, there were a lot of people who were secretly going by night under the cover of darkness and, and uh, moving the boundary markers instead of just asking the person, could you sell me a piece of land? My footnotes on that verse mm -hmm. says that's referring to the land of Israel, that God gave them that land, and that he was their kinsman redeemer, mm -hmm. basically. I mean, it applies to others. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. 